Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, y'all. What day is it? No, seriously, what day is it? Am I the only person who literally doesn't know what a weekend is anymore? I keep trying to make myself get excited about Fridays, but it's like, what's different between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Not much. (laughs) Seriously. I am happy to be here, though. I'm happy to have something to smile about, which is just life and being here. I'm happy that we are connecting again and that you're listening to today's show. Man, y'all, the last few weeks have been very busy, uh, full of a lot of uh, systems, placements, and project working on it, and all that good stuff. Um, I've actually had the honor a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you guys saw it, if you pay attention to my stories, you saw it probably way too much, but I was on the Earn Your Happy podcast with Lori Harder, and y'all, it was such a great experience. Lori has such a really positive energy, and she and I connected. I don't really remember how we connected now, I'm glad we did. I was on her show um, a couple of weeks ago, and we went down a rabbit hole and we talked about fear. And if you haven't listened to the show, I'm gonna put in the show notes so that you can listen to it. I talked about uh, three things about fear, right? How fear of not being an expert holds you back. Uh, I talked about tools for getting out of imposter syndrome and really overcoming what that means and how it really you know, affects you. Uh, being afraid of what your full-time job will think about your dreams and how to get over that fear of success and coming back from failure. Now, you might be wondering, who am I to talk about fear? Well, I'm a lady who has dealt with all those things. And coming back from failure definitely is one that resonated with me because there's been plenty of times I've had projects and opportunities that just did not go so well, go according to my dream. You know, I was supposed to be at least a half a billionaire, a billionaire by now, right? That's not the case. (laughs) So how did I deal with that? How did I deal with heartbreak and that lost friendships and so many other things and it was just a great it's a quick show you'll love it at least I hope you will I'm gonna put it in the notes I hope you've been listening the last couple of weeks we've had some really challenging conversations I've gotten feedback for you from you all thank you so much for providing me feedback on your thoughts about uh, my conversation with Crystal Williams and Jenny Dela Cruz and what's to come which I really think you're going to enjoy uh, today's show with Kiana Linnell she is a brilliant musician how often do you get to use that word brilliant I just love it but she is she is a woman with a smooth beautiful voice i have been playing some of her music and our stories you probably will love it download it on itunes spotify wherever you listen it's like she knew that the revolution was coming she has this song i want i'm gonna butcher it is it keep marching or march on oh i'm gonna keep marching i want to say that i might have just messed that up kiana forgive me but it is it's it it's what we need right now and her velvety voice is just delicious to my ears and her positive spirit and tenacity and her everything that she's doing from traveling and getting her music in front of the right people and and activating her dreams she's just a beautiful I don't want to call her jazz musician because she has her own thoughts on that but she's just a beautiful soul 
Uh, I hope that you enjoy her episode and that you dive deep and you share it with someone and you definitely listen to her music. Tag her music, listen to her music and let's support and let's keep on building and winning. Check it out and let me know what you think. All right, y'all, we have had some amazing people on the show, which, you know, everybody's amazing because they woke up and they're beautifully and, and fearfully and wonderfully made. But we haven't had the chance to have very many musicians. So I am ecstatic to share today's guest, who is a jazz musician who is out here killing it. Not, I would say artist. I don't even want to say musician. That's just this kind of discounting all her grandeur. She is an artist. She's amazing. But before you get to hear from her, I got to know, have you reviewed the show? If you haven't reviewed it, then you know what to do. Something tells me you might have some time on your hands. You got at least three minutes to sit down on whatever platform you listen to and go ahead and give those star rating and a review and share it with someone who you know would benefit and who would value what we're talking about. So as I alluded to, the woman on today's show, she has really carved out its name for herself and space for herself. And I'm always interested in different roles and different career field. So help me welcome to the show, Miss Kiana Linnell. Hello, Kiana. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing fantastically fabulous. Thank you for asking. That's good, baby. That's good. <laughs> oh, did I hear some New Orleans in there? Is that what you know, baby. That's what ah! you heard. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains a lot because that was one of, that's definitely one of my questions. I have to know about your journey because you are unique because you're in jazz and in this in our generation I don't meet a lot of people your age who are in jazz not that not saying it's no shame okay, or anything. I know but but this so this you, you're just gonna start the conversation off like every time you say that word I feel like you're stabbing me like oh no so, <laughs> not at all this is the thing this is the thing and this is the hard thing as an artist currently right now um as soon as you say jazz people are like oh it just it's like this different oh I just want to be an artist that I might sing some jazz sometimes but you might hear me sing some soul or some R&B or some blues you know it, that's the thing with jazz artists we do I mean if we say the word jazz artist we usually transcend outside of just well I'm not gonna say usually I transcend outside of just quote unquote jazz and I just make music period um so sometimes I I just because a lot of people come to my show or I'll see people like they'll talk about my show and they'll be like oh you'll like her jazz and I'm like why can't it just be you like my music because <laughs> haters <laughs> gonna know? hate I'm sorry gonna hate, right it's like just say it's music because people when you say jazz people are like oh I don't know if I like jazz. you know but if you check me out, you're going to be like, oh, that's jazz? Oh, okay. We, 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 we mess with that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for, number one, taking the gloves off. Let's, like, let's, yeah, let's just be real here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know. And forgive me, because I know, and that's, you probably hear something in my voice, because I, when I think of jazz, it's, it's, it's like mental. It's like people yeah. make it, they put it on this pedestal, like it's classical music, which it, 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 it does require sometimes a lot more study, a lot more delving into you know deeper intricacies of the music yes mm -hmm. however it used to be popular music like jazz was on the radio it's what people danced to so people went out to the clubs and had their drinks too it wasn't like this heady brain space where you had to like you know clear your mind and like oh I'm going to a jazz show. no it was meant to have <laughs> fun you know what I'm saying so I my agree. goal is to bring that back especially for our generation I feel like our generation of people, I, and, and honestly, I'm, I get talked about all the time. I'm, I'm like the renegade in jazz. I ain't even gonna lie. 
But I feel like soul music, like what people call soul nowadays, is the closest thing to jazz. Like, because if you listen to most contemporary jazz artists, it's, it's like soul. It's, it's the blues. It's, it's some contemporary R&B. But, but because of the work we've done, they label us as jazz. Or because of... I, it's, it's complicated in the industry. It's an industry thing, you know, and there are, there are good things and bad things about labels. I mean, pros and cons, you know, about being a quote-unquote jazz artist. Whereas like a song on my album that could easily be played on an R&B, a smooth R&B radio station, because I'm a jazz artist, they would never even look at me. You know what I'm saying? So it's complicated. And, and my journey is trying to figure out how to catch my audience because I, every time I play for people that are our age or my age, you know, it's like, oh, we didn't know we liked that. Yes, yeah, stop. Like, come on, mess with me. <laughs> no, I agree. And I thank you for... For even breaking that down, I don't even know why we feel the need to put you in a box in the first place. Like, good music is good music. Right. Um, And I think, I think it's just easier for people to put us in boxes, right? It is. Even as an artist. It's normal. It's not, as, you know, as people in in anything that we do, we want to be able to categorize something so that we can describe it and share it and, and tell other people who might like it just based on some basic foundational things. However, when it comes to music, you know, sometimes it's just music and it doesn't necessarily need, or sometimes that label can impede people from even giving it a listen, you know, and um, I just, that's the battle that I'm, I'm fighting. I, I feel like maybe I'm just a little personal about it, but I'm fighting like, I need everybody to listen, regardless whether you like Jack, whatever it is, you're going to like me. <laughs> Hello. Okay. I mean, seriously. And I love what you said about soul. Like I, my husband and I were talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago about how where is the like slow music that's not talking dirty like I can't even listen to regular music in front of my kid because there's so yeah. much vile stuff in the slow music and I just want to yeah. be able to have an R&B station and I don't have to explain to her what they're saying or quickly turn right the right you know right. it's ridiculous totally. yeah totally and I think there are lots of jazz artists like that I, I think of a friend of mine Lauren Talese she's a phenomenal storyteller writes some great music but you may have never, like, you would never hear about us because the labels don't want to label it R&B because then we'll lose, like, some of our credibility. You know, it, it's, it's just a, it's a sticky game that we have to play um, in order to get play on stations, in order to get funding, in order to keep our contracts, you know. Um, and it's like, once you've spent so much time studying music, you know, the, you want to get the, it's, it's almost like if you were a doctor, you know, you go take the, the the exam to be the doctor, you do all that study, but then people treat you different, you know, which I, I don't know even how to describe it, honestly. You want the clout, you need the, you need the, you need people to know that you have done some work to, that it is a different level, I guess, yeah. but you still want to be relatable on the basic fundamental issue. Like, Mommy, I just want you to feel good. I just want you to to be able to release and relate and grow in light and love in everything that I do. Every time I go on a show, like I just want to bring people closer together. So regardless of what type of music I'm doing that through, that's my artistry. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, I do. I do. I mean, I think that's how they came up with the name that we don't use anymore. Neo soul, right? That was a mixture right, right. between right. rap and I mean, R&B and, and jazz and, yep, yep. and, and, and I didn't like it. I thought, why do we have to do that? Why can't it? I, I remember these conversations then. And cause as soon as it wasn't trendy to be called Neo soul, then those artists were kind of left in a in a, a kind of in a conundrum yeah yes, like what exactly. do they do now do they rebrand it well it's a little too exactly. late <laughs> exactly 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 yeah. but that's that's all the industry the record labels trying to you know put something in a box or label it or find a budget for it you know mm. uh when neo soul was just r&b like right it's just r &B, a little bit more know? conscious a little bit more yeah <laughs> you know and yeah and especially like historically when we think about music when i think about my favorite jazz musicians and how music evolves you know and and when jazz stopped being as popular the swing should i say swing music stopped being as relatable and funk and r&b and the blues and groove and took over those musicians who were prominent jazz musicians started writing and playing in those funk and r&b and pop bands you know so to be able to transcend from high level brainy things to still making you feel good you have to be a consummate like master of your craft so yes I want to be a master of my craft but I still just want to be able to relate to the everyday person and feel good so you know like when you think about like Marcus Miller is a killing bass as basis but he also wrote songs for Anita Baker that we all love he wrote songs for um uh, uh oh here and now, Luther Vandross. Ah. He also wrote "Doing the Butt." Like he wrote "Doing the Butt." Marcus Miller. So there's no reason why we should put this this label or this this you know. It, it, people try to say it as it's lifting up your jazz, but at the same time, it kind of pushes you into a corner. Of course, which, it does. Yeah, 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 which I just, I'm just fighting it all the time. So <laughs> I get it, but you know, I love that you use him as, as an example because. As a creative, one day I might feel like social, the next day I might feel like an event, or I might feel yes. like you might you might like wine one day, but then you might want some Crown Royal the next. That's the right. human part of us. And every day, I don't want to listen to my Erica Badu as much as I love her. I might want to listen to Miguel sometimes. Like there's yeah. there's a mood for everything, right? And I think yeah. that you have such a unique place because in my opinion, music is what sets the tone for so many memories, right? And it sets yes. the, it sets it's the, the soundtrack. I, that's a saying I have, it's the soundtrack of our lives. Like for every major event that you can think of, you know, we've always, we plan what song we want to hear at our wedding. My mm -hmm. mom has a whole playlist of what she wants sung to her funeral. You know, like music is, which is creepy. <laughs> she really hey, she's a planner. Song. Don't call mama creepy, she, she's a planner. <laughs> She don't want you worried about that, baby. You don't have to worry about that. Okay, okay, okay. All right. If you say it like that, but I was like, "Mom, what? Are, what?" <laughs> but you know, music—it definitely shapes our lives and the events of our lives. So, um, there are songs that you automatically know will make you feel better. It's a song that you know is going to make you think about a certain person, like you know, think about a certain time in your life. Every time I hear back that thing up juvenile phone 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 hey freshman yes freshman year college baby yes <laughs> head down booty up like that's what i think about. <laughs> so there's no like that's what music does and so 
I hate for us as quote unquote jazz artists to be left out of that discussion now. Like why can't our music be a part of those 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 times in current people's lives? You know what I'm saying? But not what you're doing right not. now, but what you're doing right now is the change, right? Like yes, that's what I that's totally. that's so cool. I'm like enamored with I, I first of all, you just came out, which I love. Come on, <laughs> let's just do this, let's have it. But how do we know unless you educate us? How do we know right. unless we follow you and we, we get to see you sing in the shower and in the kitchen and impromptu? Like, that's the beauty of being an artist, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. that beauty. So let's talk about your journey as an artist. I know you are classically trained. You went to LSU. You did, this is not something you just woke up and said you wanted to do. This is your life's work, right? Yeah, crazily. Yeah. Crazily. So when did you fall in love with it? And you, when did you know that you had, this had to be it? So I, I would say as a young person, you know, I feel like we oftentimes dream of what we want to do. And I always, like, I always wanted to be Whitney Houston. I wanted to, I want to sing. I just wanted to sing. But coming from a family of people had, who had, there were no artistic people in my family. Artists, like, when I told my mom I wanted to study voice, she was looking at me like, and what are you going to do, do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, but what you really gonna do? You know, that's how people always. Whenever you you delve into an artistic career path, people look at you like, and what's the backup? There's always that's always the question. You know, what's the backup? And and sadly, that's what sets most people up to fail is because you have to recklessly abandon all thoughts that are rational and keep pushing toward the irrational thought that you could actually, you know, reach the goals that you have in your brain. Uh, and I, I guess that's for any, any, you know, big aspiration that you want to do, but especially hard for artists. So I knew I wanted to be a singer when I grew up, but I didn't really know a how to do it. You know, the steps, I was nervous. I wasn't confident. I had low self-esteem, you know? So even though I was walking in the steps, like I went to college, got the degree, but still didn't have like this fire in me that said, you're it. You know, I just needed too much, um, uh, like, uh, I needed too many like words from other people and people aren't really willing. It's, it's funny. Like when you're not confident, people don't pump you up. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? Like if oh, yeah. you're not confident, people ain't gonna be like, oh, you good. But when you are confident, people just tell you, oh, that was great. And it, it just reads a totally different way. So before I became confident, I didn't think I was good enough. You know, I, so, so to answer your question, when did I really, really say this is it? I think it happens over and over again. Um, the first time that it happened was like after I got a divorce, my, my divorce. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the life I want. I sat down and I like wrote out my goals. I wrote out like a 10 year scaffolded plan of what I wanted to do and what I needed to do to reach each of those goals in my mind, like things that I could foresee. Um, and then, I mean, just like this last week, I've been struggling, you know, as, as an artist, as a performing touring artist for the world to be on quarantine, <laughs> all my contracts are canceled and I'm sitting at home like, oh, what am I supposed to like? Whose idea was this? <laughs> Whose idea was this? Yeah. And then I sat and I actually, because I, I also like, I'm really 
I'm really big on manifestation. I'm really big on like taking control of your life and the things that you can control and one day at a time, one step at a time, just going toward the goal. So I, and I always talk about this stuff in my shows, but sometimes, you know, you end up preaching to everybody else, but you don't listen to the sermon. <laughs> so I sat well. down, <laughs> right? I sat down and I listened to my show. I just came off of a long tour. I was on tour for a month and I had a, a really great show with my band we were actually able to play like every day for like 15 days straight sometimes two times a day three times a day so we were first of all click tight we were so tight there's four of us but this one show we just it was phenomenal and so I I really don't usually sit down and listen back um because I kind of always hear what I could have done what I should have done you know but yesterday I sat down and I listened to that show and I was like, oh, girl, you kind of hot. Like, mm. <laughs> okay, let's stop being sad. Let's stop being, get out your feelings and get this work. Because when this is all over and said and done, I still got to go to work. And I want to be better than I was on that recording. You know what I'm saying? I want to mm. be just as good. I don't want to lose anything because it, and, and then just listening to my sermon. Because my show, like I have a whole lesson plan. Like I'm a teacher. <laughs> So I have like these points that I go through in my show. I have an idea of what I want people to leave feeling, how I want them to feel, things that I hope that they will do when they leave, when they leave my show, you know. And so to hear myself telling all these people in Amsterdam about love and self-love and, and living till you die and, and, and being in love with life. Like, these are all songs that I sing, all things that I talk about. And I'm like, why am I sitting here all depressed and mad and, and hopeless? Like, get up, go, get your, get your life. So, but so isn't that beautiful? It, it really was. It really was. Well, I have been one busy lady, y'all. I have been working on a project and finally it's live. As you know, I started Brunch and Slate as an event pop-up series that totally morphed into what it is today. Along the way, I'd work with brands and they'd contact me and say, hey, we want to connect with you. We want to get in front of that audience. And lo and behold, it became a business. Y'all, I have not been very vocal about starting it because I didn't know what the heck I wanted it to be. But I'm here to tell you that BAS Media is here to stay. We are an extension of Brunch and Slay. We're an agency for folks just like you. I have decided that I am going to use all the years of marketing and sales background I have to help small businesses build and win. That's right. BASmedia.net is where you can find out all the information about how we help leverage all that you have as a small business to get you on the right path to become a big business. Everything from building your website to local design, brand audits, and even social media management. All under one umbrella, all at affordable costs and rates because I too am a small business and I know the challenges I had when it came time to find resources, people to help us, and even people to publicize us. And we have it all at one place. Head on over to BASmedia.net. Be inspired. I mean, for you, like, listen, it's so funny. We're so close to it. So you said a couple of things that totally spoke to my spirit. One, um, about the confidence thing. Well, you know, you, you, what you put out is what you get back. So that's mm -hmm. why when your confidence is shining, then you get more of that from other people because you're telling them, give me more. This is who I am. 
right? Right. Uh, right. When we walk Seaweed. around it, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we're when we're walking around in pity and sad and 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 trepidation, then that's what we're saying. Keep giving it to me. This is what I like. This is where I want to live. Mm-hmm. And you you talk about checking yourself, right? And that comes with age. That comes with time. That comes with experience. But literally, you're. I hear you talking and I hear this woman, this successful woman saying, yeah, I just came off tour in Amsterdam and I'm over here. I had a pity party. Right. <laughs> right. And when, and when you hear that, sometimes you got to hear yourself like, girl, stop, like get, cry me a river. That's rich people problems yes. in my world. That's like first world problems. And I, and I, I tell myself that when I catch myself being funky and I know good and hell well that whatever I'm tripping over is stuff that other people wish they had. Right. It kind of changes. It's like, honey, I bet but, you, when you were but writing we it. Got, but we gotta, but you gotta allow yourself too, though, because you don't want to just keep suppressing and pushing and pushing and then you crack, you know, like you gotta allow, because, but I give myself a timeline, you know, like, all right, let me just take this three days or whatever and not by Friday, this gotta be over. <laughs> well, as long as you got a timeline, I agree. Right. And, and I do. And then I would try, I tried different kind of things. Like I would listen to other people's music and I was like playing bass and like, I couldn't sing. I couldn't bring myself to want to sing or write a song. And I was like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying all these other things to do. And then when I, but what really just, I couldn't even believe that listening to myself is what brought me to be like, oh, let's go. Like, that usually is never the case. It's usually some outside somebody else, you know, I'll watch a YouTube or some read a motivational book or, you know, listen to a TED talk or something and be like, okay, here we go. But actually the fact that I listened to myself, it was like, wow, this is, this is new. But that's so cool that you could say, girl, I'm dope. Like who else is going to tell you? (laughs) Right. And then you have these, we all have these moves. I guess that's why it resonates with me so much because there are times I'll listen to a show and I'll be like, Oh girl, no, you should have, no. uh -uh." And then I'll listen to another and I'll say, okay, that was a great interview. And then Mm -hmm. you get motivated. Like more people got to hear this. I'm sure you are the same way with your music. Like how do I, you go back to your marketing, what strategy am I overlooking? That's exactly. Like I listened to that show and I was like, this, everybody did hear this. Like if that made me feel this good today, like imagine. So I'm, I'm going to go release the whole show on SoundCloud. Like I'm going like, because if, if it, like I said, if it made just what you said, if it made me feel like that, who more people need to hear that. Right. And nobody's going to yeah. be as critical on you as you are. Right. And exactly. if you gave it a thumbs up, then damn girl, you were good. <laughs> exactly. 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 So in your career, I'm sure you have your aspirations and your, and your goals. And is there anybody who you would absolutely love to share stage with? Oh, girl, Stevie Wonder. OMG. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Quincy Jones. I mean, he's not really performing. Um, uh, let me think. Gladys. Uh, Gladys Knight, Diane Reeves, Rochelle Farrell. Um, so many. Christian Scott. I haven't played with him yet. Um, ooh, it's so many. Like, because I I love and I I say like all the singers because there's never it's so many it's so few times that we get to perform together. Lettucey, oh I got to I got to perform with Lettucey already one time. Ah, um, let me think who else though. Jasmine Sullivan, I love oh, yeah, her. Oh yeah, I love her voice. Tony Braxton, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so many different people. Uh, Queen Latifah. I would love to do a show with her. Um, there's this lady, Shalea. She's phenomenal. I'd love to perform with her. Gregory Porter. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I, it's so many. 
I'm wow. open to collaborate with anybody, honestly. Like I'm all of the, the new experiences and the, that's when you, those things are like, are like gold. Mm-hmm. Cause those like special collaborative concerts where it's like four or five different people that never tour together. It's like, oh my gosh, because it's, it's just new. It's fresh. It's never heard before. It's like, this experience for these like-minded but totally different artists to just create something fresh um and that's that's the most fun to me like so i just how, did a show oh i'm sorry oh, i'm sorry I, I played carnegie hall and <sighs> i did it with right with john baptiste tank and the bangers and terrence blanchard and that was like oh my god like seriously wow See, look here look at here girl look here <laughs> look at here listen to you i mean come on wow y'all yeah. i mean this is doing just doing more for me probably than you know i just love sometimes we are so close to <clears throat> what we are what our dreams are and we have we know the purpose we know the fire and the gift that we have when we came here on to this earth and we know how passionate we are about it and we know that timeline and other people don't know that timeline right they just know that what they see and i think sometimes we are working toward that goal that we don't even get to really relish those like real milestones i know i'm a victim of it i can speak for me i do that all the time totally i'll accomplish something and instead of giving it the power that it deserves and the gratitude that it deserves and giving it a moment just to celebrate, like celebrating freaking Carnegie Hall, right? right. Like I, I almost and, said and to F- like pat yourself on your back. Like yes. you did that. Yes. yes. Like when you were writing out that list after your divorce, I bet you Carnegie Hall was like a thought. Like if, if it was even a thought, right? What is that like? Like now you can look back and especially as a mom, you get to show this to your, your child or children and you get to share what it's like to really go after your dreams. What does that feel like? What does that look like for you? there are there are levels of that you know like it definitely that that whole mom part and and as a and I'm I was a I was a teacher I'm always a teacher I'm still teaching but I have this tag I've adopted this tagline when I was teaching because uh even like well when I first started started really trying to perform and tour and I on my emails I would put students more from what you do than what you say you know they're watching you they're always watching what you do and so as a mom it's pressure sometimes because they're watching and if I at, at times if I wanted to give up or if I was like you know what this is too hard they I cannot let them see me fail you know like it's like no I told I made this goal it was on my wall they see the stuff they're like oh mom you did this wow that's cool oh mom look at you checked off this like so they have been a part of this process with me. So if I, I can't, it's motivation and it's accountability. And, and I hope that I'm modeling things to them. But then also, like, I have a child who is a beautiful visual artist. And she looks at me and is just like, I'm not going to be an artist. Y'all struggle. <laughs> She's like, I'm not trying to do anything where there's not a check coming every other week. Like, and I'm like, but... So it, it, it's like a catch 22, you know, they watch you, they watch your hustle, they watch your grind and they take from it what they're going to take. I can't, like, I want them to be entrepreneurs and want to have their own thing. And, and my oldest is like, oh no, hell no. <laughs> so, so you can, you know, you can try to give them, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's motivational. I don't know. Did I even answer your question? What yeah, was your question? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's so unique. There is no 
no right or wrong way, you know, in parenting other than to like not totally try to sabotage their life and their future. Yeah. But you, I have to agree with you. My, my, we talked about manifestation before the show started. You touched on a little bit, but my love for it and my passion for continuing to use it and to speak things into existence and know the power of my tongue came from watching my mother. Right. So you're right. Yeah. If you don't see them do it and it, it, it was, it's not something that I have, it's a hard sell for me when I read a book. Right. And I listen and they say manifestation. I know it's to be true. Cause I've seen it. Right. 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 And you introduce that to somebody who's 35, 40 and they never heard of it. It's like, what you what selling? Are you Fairy about? dust? Yeah, what what exactly. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or even like my child who is now is about to be 17 will be like, Mom, don't come in here with all that today. <laughs> and I'll be like, no, because because I'll be like, you have to you have to say it. You gotta see it happening. And she's like, Mom, what, what have you read today? And I'm like, <laughs> she's always trying to fight me on my manifestations. I'm like, you you're gonna hear me one day like one day you're gonna start doing this stuff and it's gonna yes. happen it's and gonna be there just be yeah. looking at me <laughs> like I literally it's so funny because you know um you guys heard uh, heard us say something about quarantine and obviously we are in sheltered in place right now and that's where we are and I know yesterday I had a it's just it was just a long day and I was just like I wouldn't even say a funk just kind of like tired just tired mm. more tired mm-hmm. than usual and, and I, of course, listen to a lot of great positive books and a lot of podcasts and TED Talks, so we're on the same page. And one of the things I've really been trying to practice is when I notice that I'm allowing myself to stay in one place too long mentally, I try to redirect it. And so we took my daughter to the park because she was like going stare crazy. And in that moment, I still was feeling like I wasn't being present. And I'm just like, what do you want to, I literally asked myself, what do you want to get from this experience with her right now? Like, do you really want to not be here right now? And like with it, just asking myself that internally changed my entire mood. And we had the yeah. best time playing tag and just had a blast. And I thought, why couldn't I have known this in my twenties? Hell, if right. I had known yes. Yes. that I could just change that we're it. in control oh. of our presence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That mature maturity is something I don't, I, I wouldn't go back. I mean, oh, the only way I would no. go back is if I had the maturity I have, like there's so much, Oh yeah. That growing into a woman, like, and, and it's even, it's even funny to me visually, like, you know, it's so funny to, to me to see pictures of like Neil Long and uh, Angela Bassett. And you look at these women who are 50 and 55, 60, you know, and when they were 20, we thought they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like now, you be like, oh my God, like, is that going to be, okay, wait till I start. Yes, take good care. Because when you grow into your womanhood and you, because I feel like our 20s, even like visually and, and style wise and makeup wise, we're, we're trying to find what, we, we're not really in tune to what, what our beauty is. We're trying to like emulate or pretend to be mm-hmm. another kind of beauty. But mm-hmm. the older you get, a mature woman highlights her thing you know yeah. like you own what your thing is like cool this nose these lips I'm a yes. rock with them and they ain't going nowhere were, I better love going, them like, I better right, love, them. love them and I'm a flaunter <laughs> and that that confidence just peer just pours into that and that 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 mature woman is just like confident mature woman is just so beautiful I agree oh so beautiful yeah now as you navigate and 
you know, we are in a different space and in, in, in this world right now. And as we navigate yeah. this the rest of this year, because we're still it's so very new in the 2020, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Ooh, vibes and prayers I need. Uh, I don't know what vibes and prayers I need, particularly from people. Just open-mindedness. Like, just the, the, the same ability that you got that everybody gets like super excited behind super, super famous people, you know, like give that intention and attention to up and coming people. I know I have lots of friends that are making great music and it's always like, why is anybody, why does anybody know? <laughs> but it's, it's the music industry is so different right now because there's so much music. And I feel like as a consumer, you guys are just inundated with like, I think I read this report that it's like a million songs loaded onto Spotify every week. And it's like, well, what do you do with all that? And so it, it almost feels like the consumers are processing music in a disposable way. You know, like oh, back absolutely. in the day, yeah, back in the day, you used to rock with an album, you know, you play that tape, rewind that tape, flip it over, play that one side, and you knew it all. <clears throat> you could sing all the drum licks, the horn licks, like everything, sing a part, you know, whereas now a record comes out, you rock with it for a week, or not even a record, a single, you know, or you hear it on the radio, but there's no like living with that music and, and and I fall victim to it too when I want to go back to something I listen to something old like I listen to a whole uh Luther album but I won't listen to a whole like Layla Hathaway album not all the time you know what I'm saying right. so it's just a different time period so if we are if it's the sharing let's be hot for the moment let's just share a lot more of people that everybody may not know about no, I agree. And I, I do think it's, I, I'm a, I truly believe that artists shouldn't necessarily make albums anymore. It should just be a single. I think you yeah. get more bang out of your buck. And I do think that <clears throat> playlists are everything. So I almost yeah. feel like knowing I'm attracted to playlists because it's like when I'm on iTunes or something and they give me like Sunday brunch list or Sunday brunch, yeah. the, best, the best of this, it, it kind of helps me hear new artists. And then when I hear yep. something new, I'll go follow them and I'll download their music and I'll play it for that moment. Right. And right. then I create my own playlist. But I, I agree. There's so much. The internet is great and is, and is bad in so many ways. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it a has, gift and a curse. Yeah. Totally. It's totally broadened our horizons and gave us like now I'm talking to you. You know, hello. Right. I didn't, I didn't right. know you before today. So I get to have these connections, but at the same time, we get to, we lose them because there's so much information out there. There's so many. When I started podcasting, there were 300,000 podcasts. Apple hit a million podcasts this week. <laughs> oh, gosh. But you know? But, and that's the scary part because as a parent, and I'm a, I have a 17 year old and a 12 year old, and what I find the most haunting thing about the internet is that there's so much knowledge but not enough wisdom to 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 um digest that knowledge you know there's so much information but without the wisdom or like you know anybody can release a song or people are just releasing things that they might have thought up last night versus you know, sometimes you take a minute, you live with a song, you, you have to rewrite it, you have to rethink the bridge, and people aren't doing it. It's just like, they're just spitting out these little singles and these tracks, and it's like, 
the, even the, the, like your, the consumer's ability to discern between what is high quality. And, and, and it's like, but then when I have these conversations, I feel like old and I feel like a jazz person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you go calling yourself a jazz person. You know, I feel like a jazz person because, like, I teach at a university as well. And, and I get students, you know, even in education, the music, studying music has always been something you had to audition for to get into the college, right? And it's always been something that you've had to have previous knowledge in before they admit you, you know? So unlike any other degree path, like if you want to be a doctor, you don't have to know the parts of the body before you just apply, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to pass a test or whatever. Or you go to college, you study biology, and they teach you everything you need to know. Whereas a music major, you have to audition and you have to have previous knowledge and have probably been studying your instrument for years before you even get into this college program, you know? Whereas now, things have changed. We have these popular commercial uh, music programs where it's pretty much kids that want to be superstars, you know? Everybody wants to be Beyonce. And they may have grown up making beats on their laptop and they have no idea what a note looks like sounds like draw one can't do it you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. the world is changing and information like i said information without wisdom or like it's so it's weird so i start feeling like this old person is like you need to know your music <laughs> and then but they still are creating things that can feel good and can bring people to light like you know it it's weird it's, it's complicated my family, me and my family are incredibly close. Um, I have, I'm the oldest of three. Um, so it's me and I have two younger sisters. We're all back to back. Um, and we are, like I said, incredibly close. My parents are absolutely amazing. They've managed me my entire career. Um, we'll continue to do so going forward. Um, but yeah, it's us and we're very tight knit. My family's always been really, really great about like sacrifice. You know, even my first year on Lion King, um, I was 17 at the time. I was still finishing my senior year of high school. So my entire first year of high school, my, um, my entire first year of tour, my dad came on tour with me. Um, and my mom stayed at home with my sisters and it was just such a huge sacrifice and it was very tough for our family But it just made me feel so grateful because I'm sure you know There's so many people in this world that are going for a passion or a dream and it's just it's already ridiculously hard It's ten times harder when you don't have a support group. So I'm just you know, I'm, I'm truly truly blessed Yeah, it is definitely complicated and I think the the most unique part is finding your, where you are in that space, right? And yeah, and those folks are still going to need people in the industry and people to navigate. They're still going to need a lot of, you know, people to teach them and take them up because they're you can make music, but how do you make monetize it? How do you not be taken advantage of? Like those skills that you have and that you've learned, they're going to need those, you know. And yeah. that's the great part about having the maturity and 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 having the knowledge, which is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Man, I have loved talking to you. You've been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Same, same. So where can people follow you? How can they support you? Everywhere online, I'm Kiana Linnell, whether it's Twitter, TikTok. I just had a TikTok account started. Um, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Kiana Linnell with the Q. That's me. Yes. And my website is kianalinnell.com. 
Yeah, keep it so simple. I'm, That's what we do. Keep it yes. simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> you know what a name like Kiana is not too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you guys have enjoyed listening to Kiana Linnell today and getting to know her, I, I charge you, please go listen to her music. Get on Spotify, get on her site, listen to her music, follow her page, and let's just keep this thing going. And share it. Yes, sharing <laughs> is caring. That is what we do. And I am so so blessed to have had this show come yes. out to show if you ever you know look me up you can sign up for an email i send out like a quarterly email where my shows are going to be so if and if you and that's another thing like you can't go to a show tell somebody you know to go yeah you know like that's that's what we just have to do to support artists because you know, it, this is the thing the music industry is so different the only way we're pretty much making livings is by performance so we need y'all to come out those streams ain't doing nothing for our pockets. I promise you. I believe it. You know, <laughs> we love you. I mean, we need them, but we still need them because the industry has to see those. However, the checks only coming from when we on stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. Touring is it's where the money is. Yes, yes. But if you don't have those streams and nobody's listening, then it's like it's weird. It's weird. Well, we are, we are sending bobs of abundance your way as you navigate this journey and can't wait to see you in person and, and live. I'm looking forward to that. And guys, if you've enjoyed this show as much as I have, enjoyed chatting with Kiana Linnell, then go ahead and share it with a friend. And no matter what, you must believe that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch of Sight.